Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. We are talking step number six tonight, present moment with the subtopic of focus. And I am super excited to get this conversation going. We have with us tonight my beautiful co host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. I am glad to hear it. And we are also excited to have with us tonight Sylvia McIntosh. How are you doing tonight, Sylvia? I'm doing just awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. We love having you. So we're talking present moment, and we have been talking present moment now. This is our third week on present moment. And I feel like present moment to me, it's kind of like an easy topic, but also a complicated topic because it seems like it's something easy to do, right? You're just in the moment, but how do you get in the moment? How do you stay in the moment? When you notice you're not in the moment, how do you get back in the moment, right? So Mm -hmm. Sylvia, why don't you start us off tonight with tools or practices or strategies that you do you use or your um have instructed your clients to use to um really use that present moment present moment for me is something that i that when i come up when i catch myself telling stories to myself so if i'm worried mm. about what's about to happen or maybe I'm stewing about something that did happen and maybe replaying the conversation in my mind of which I, what I wish I'd said or what I wish I could say, or maybe next time in I'll catch myself and think, okay, that's not what's going on now. That isn't what's going on here. Where am I? And so what I do at that moment is usually I will start by simply looking around physically at where I am and start taking note of things that I like about where I am. So, for instance, if I'm in my home, I will focus on a couple of my favorite pictures that are up in the room, or maybe I'll just look out the window at what the birds are doing or something like that. If I'm out walking, then it just depends on where I am. So present moment is one of the tools that I use to help pull me out of the stories fear likes to tell that keep me focused either on the past or the future, neither of which are happening at the moment, neither of which can be changed, and neither of which help me be present. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we talked that. about engaging our senses. Go ahead, Terry. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say I really resonate with what Sylvia saying because I'll do the same thing. I start catching myself, uh, you know, thinking about what might be or what could be if this hadn't happened or that hadn't happened and just getting my mind busied with, with the past. And so I think living in the present is really an opportunity to 
to use your senses to feel, just like she was saying, look where you are, smell where you are, touch where you are. Um, just really engage your senses and and be quiet. I found that for me, because I tend to not take the time to be quiet and listen or be aware, that being quiet really helps me and transforms me into the present. So just stop, be quiet, and then be aware of my surroundings and what you know what I'm doing right now and and you know what's my intention. I really like the idea of, of an intention that keeps you focused on the present as mm-hmm. well. And so mm-hmm. when I added intention to my gratitude journal every day, that intention helped me focus on the present moment as well. So having that intention, stopping and being quiet and engaging my senses allows me to be aware of my surroundings and stay in the present. And it's it's really transformed your capacity to not judge yourself, to see your innocence, and allows you to move forward according mm-hmm. to your intention. So it really keeps you mm-hmm. focused on, on your intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was when I was writing about this call coming up in the description and I first read focus and it first kind of got me thinking, well, how does focus support the present moment? And I could only think about it kind of in, um, in a negative way. Like, well, if I, if I, what am I focusing on? Right. So does focus support it or not support it? And I kind of was going back and forth and I think it depends on what we're focusing on, right? Like (laughs) if we're focusing on Mm -hmm. the past or if we're focusing on the future, like we've been talking about, then yeah, that won't support us to be in the present moment. Um, But another way I thought about it, if I'm focusing on um, the task, you know, or the to-do, you know, thing, you know, I'm trying to check something off, I still might not be in the present moment because my focus is on getting something done, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if I focus, what I thought about, if I'm focusing on really more of, you know, what's possible in this moment, yeah, maybe I'm trying to get something done, but what is also possible in this moment? Um, Then that, I, I feel, really supports me to stay present. And, yeah, I can get something done or I can, um, you know, do thing, do something or, or, you know, or whatever. But it's, but there's more to that possibility. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, present moment, the other thing present moment does for me is it allows me to be more open to solutions because if I'm really focused on where am I at the moment, where am I physically, where am I mentally, what is it I'm really trying to do right now as opposed to stewing about the future or fuming about the past or even just happy things about the future or the past. If I'm not really where I am at the moment, I find that I am less likely to come up with solutions because I'm too busy writing stories. Mm-hmm. So focusing on the moment, where I am, what is the process, 
what can I enjoy just about the process. And yes, it could lead to something, and and maybe maybe it won't. Maybe the process at the moment is really all there is especially if I'm working on learning something. Sometimes it doesn't really feel like there is there is a, a completion point, but the learning is, is more of an open-ended, constant process. Once I learn this step, then there's another step. So can I just focus on this step and what all I can really learn here and get good at this and not worry about I have to hurry up and learn this in order to do something else. So it, it makes mm-hmm. it allows me to focus more on process, which keeps me which, which keeps me focused, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it'll, it'll it also allows you to detach from a specific outcome when mm-hmm. you're in the present moment. It 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 allows you, like Kelly was saying, poss- to see possibilities or to look at things differently. And not think that oh if i if i if I'm doing this and this will happen, but I'm doing this, this is my focus right now because my intention is to trust myself, my intention is to be accountable, my intention is to have compassion for myself, whatever your intention is in that moment, and then there's you can actually detach then from some specific outcome and be more open to the process of whatever that whatever the outcome might be uh, so that it's again open to that possibilities and when you're focusing on that intention of what you want in that moment it it just makes it possible to not be so in the future and attached to a specific outcome and you know worrying about what might happen but just enjoying what's happening right now because you're focused on your intention or you're focused on the task or whatever it is that you're focused on Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I've I found with present moment the thing that comes up for me the most is because I'm a planner. I like to I like to have a plan. I like to know what the next you know so many steps are to uh, to to get me somewhere to do something. And when that always you know when I think of present moment that always is like oh it, you know bumps up against that. And but then I think, okay, so what is what is happening in the next hour? What can I do in this you know in this moment to support me, you know, with what's going on, you know, just in this hour? So it kind of helps me slow down. It kind of helps me, you know, not get overwhelmed with all of the different things that you know need to happen in a day or need to happen for something to happen in the future. You know, it kind of slows it all down and simplifies it. Okay, let's go hour by hour, you know. So I'm still, mm-hmm. I, you know, I still get a little feed to that, that planning mode, but I'm more in, you know, a present moment, a smaller, you know, portion of time. Mm-hmm. Well, another way that, I like to look that at this for me. planning mm-hmm. is that I can choose. Okay, so right now what I, what I am going to do in this moment is plan what it is I would like to do or that I feel I need to do in order to reach a place. Because if mm-hmm. I have a plan laid out, in a way it helps me stay more present as I work the plan because I don't have to mm-hmm. stop and figure out, okay, so what's next? If I have taken time to plan and focused on planning as mapping out my next few days, weeks, whatever it is, 
then when I reach a stopping point or run into a challenge or I have a question, I can look at my plan and say, okay, so what should I be doing right now? Instead of having to figure it out, it is there. And so it allows me mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm, I'm having trouble with this. I could go ahead and work on the next one. Let's let, let's let task A sit for a while. I'm going to go ahead with task B because I know that's what would be next. And then because I'm not fretting about not having finished something, I can just move into the next thing knowing that whatever I'm stuck on is going to work itself out. And it allows me to move forward more freely because I'm not constantly looking back at what I didn't do. I can stay yeah. with the next one and allow, that makes a lot of sense. And allow the answers to serve I, it. Yeah, I think that uh, it's also, if you, you know, if you can have an out, I almost think of it as like an outline or, a, you know, bullet points or whatever of, of what uh, things that I could do in order to accomplish goals. I mean, you have to have some kind of a plan, otherwise you're just, bleh, you know. But it's that willingness, which goes back to another step, it's that willingness to be flexible and see that that plan might be different tomorrow because of what I did in this present moment. And and just recognizing and accepting that, you still have this skeleton or this, you know, scaffolding of, of how you're going to move along. But I think by living in the present moment, you're also saying I'm willing to to be flexible. I'm willing to see this plan differently, and I'm willing to change as I go along based on what's, what's happening in the present. And I think mm-hmm. that's a different mindset from being rigid. I have friends that their plans are so rigid that something marvelous could come up and they say, no, because today I have to do my laundry. This is laundry day. You know, and their plan is so rigid that uh, they're not open. They're not open to uh, opportunities or willing to be flexible. And so I think that's also different because of our, our awareness of how important the present moment can be for us to see these opportunities and that might come along are come along that may not have been a part of our plan because they weren't there before, you know. It's because we're living in the present moment that they're now available to us because we weren't worrying about the past or fretting about the future, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would turn down anything over laundry, but that's just me. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I'm sure not. Mm. You weren't the first. Yeah. I think that for me, that's another place where having a basic plan allows me to be freer in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Because if I yeah. have a basic yeah. plan, I know I'm trying to get to a certain point, and I've plotted it out. When something comes up, then I can kind of take a look at the plan and say, all right, what can I shift in order to be able to do this now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I have an idea of how much time I need and what, how much time the openings are. Yeah. So yeah, even, so I think planning, the- I was just going to say to Kelly, planning is not, you know, the enemy of present moment. I think it's inflex- inflexible. You know, if you're inflexible in your planning and mm-hmm. you're not looking for the benefit of being in the, in the moment that it be, might become, it might become a block, it might not, you know, but... I think it's not the planning itself, it's the rigidity of the planning or the living in the future of the plan, you know, what you're, and not living in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when I was talking about that, I was talking about how 
I spent like seven years um, planning this move to Seattle because my husband told me that that's where he wanted to be. And we're still not there. And it's like, you know, I kept like, I kept making all of these, um, you know, decisions and I was kind of waiting like, well, that will happen when we get to Seattle, you know, or we'll do that Mm. once we get to Seattle or, um, you know, like it was a lot of like a waiting game because I didn't, I, you know, we wanted to do that once we were in Seattle and then, and then, um, you know, like all of us, all, our whole family would talk about it. I have like Zillow alerts that come up in the neighborhood I want to live in. I have, you know, I, I do all of this research and it's like, I'm living in Seattle, but I'm not, I'm in Fresno. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm living in Seattle, but I'm not really living in Seattle, then I'm not living in the moment. So to support me in kind of um, letting go of that kind of, I guess that's almost like obsession or, you know, like overload planning, um, uh, you know, to break it down or to simplify it is something that supports me. Now, I don't plan everything that way, but that was one, you know, that was one example that I've talked about before in this month and probably other months um, that uh, it was something that I was doing and it wasn't supportive anymore because, you know, it, it probably isn't going to happen for if it, if it does. Right. So it was like, I was, I'm planning this future that, that, you know, may never happen. And so well, you weren't just moment, yeah. you weren't just planning huh? it. You had these expect you had these expectations and you were actually living there instead of living in the present. Mm-hmm. Right. You were mm-hmm. you're making decisions about everything that you would do based upon something in the future that you didn't, you know, may not happen. So I think that that was, I, I don't know if I would call that planning as much as uh, ex- expectations that, you know, you made your decisions around. I don't know. I mean, it's, I just think it's. Well, it's, I was, well, I was planning and preparing planning, myself yeah. to be there and to have that lifestyle. I mean, I, I feel like I had I I felt like I needed a a a lot of you know um I don't know. Anyway, it's not the point of the call, but um but yeah, so I I mean I definitely was preparing myself and planning to be there and to have that lifestyle and to do all of those things so that um I continued to be excited for it and doing all the little steps that we needed to do to get there. Um mm-hmm. and and Seth, and that's what I did to get from where I lived before we moved to Fresno to Fresno, too. Um, you know, so so anyways, but so it's a different kind. It's not just planning. It's a different kind of planning, but um, the way I plan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and stuff, but yeah, and I think, like, I, I mean, I still do sometimes think about, oh, well, if we move there, um you know, this or that, but it's not the same kind of intensity. Maybe that's the best mm-hmm. word. Um, like my, the intensity level is much more down. It's not like, it's not like when we move there, it's like, well, yeah, we may, we may not. Um, and, um, you know, and living more for today, investing in relationships that are here, investing in opportunities here, um, and not waiting, um, 
to do that elsewhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, um, part of what I think I heard you say, Kelly, was that part of the planning about moving to Seattle also included sometimes saying, no, we'll do that when we get there. So that's yeah. sort of the difference between planning. Hey, we might get there and no longer being in the present moment. Oh, we can't do that now because it can't happen until then. Mm-hmm. So to me, present moment would say, okay, I thought we would do it in Seattle, but could we do that here? Can we do that now? Might be different. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the, some, some of those things did get shifted. Um, and became things that we did here um, because we both had this uh, concept of, a, oh, well, people that live in Seattle, they, they go out on walks and they get out and they, they go on bike rides and they're, they're active people, right, which is, I mean, that's oh. a stereotype or an expectation right there anyways, right? <laughs> and so we'll be, those kind of, we'll be those kind of people when we move to Seattle, you know. So that was one of them. Like, we'll do that there. And um, – and then we shifted that and was like, okay, what is the likelihood if we wait until we get to Seattle that that would be our lifestyle? We could do that. We could do that here. And so, mm-hmm. you know, in the, you know, three months in California where it's not so hot to go outside or not too cold to go outside, we would take advantage <laughs> of, of going out on family walks and going on family bike rides and, and make, you know, going to you know, the parks and stuff like that, making that more of our lifestyle now. Awesome. So, yeah, so there were shifts like that where we stopped we stopped waiting until we moved to make it part of our lifestyle, but we made it part of our lifestyle now. So then if we do move, it won't be like, oh, now we're here and we're going to do this. It, it would be something we would be continuing in doing because we already had started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So there were things that we pulled into the present moment and started doing. So thank you. That reminded me of that. What are other tools that you feel support you to stay focused in the moment or not on the task, but the, the moment or the person or the situation um, or the opportunity? In the present. Gratitudes and acknowledgments are also really good for me about present moment. I mean, mm-hmm. I, although I, as a rule, I tend to do them at the end of the day, so I'll look back and think, okay, what was it? But um, I find myself along the way thinking, oh, yeah, this one I'm going to want to write down. And then I'll, when I think of that, of the gratitude or the acknowledgement and think, okay, I want to remember to write that down when I get to my book, it it helps root me more in that moment to fully appreciate whatever it was that I think I'm going to want to write later. It's like, yeah, no, I really mm-hmm. appreciate that that Kelly invited me to be on the show tonight, and it's not going to happen until mm-hmm. later. But right now, mm-hmm. I just can really enjoy being available and and her accepting my offer to join the show. So. It allows me to enjoy the invitation at the moment instead of having to wait until the call starts to enjoy being on the call. Mm-hmm. That's cool, well, I, too. I like that. 
I always talk about gratitude and acknowledgments being my, my tool. I don't care what step it is that we're we're talking about. <laughs> gratitude and acknowledgments are just one of one of the tools that assist me at no matter what step I'm working on and definitely staying in the moment just as you were saying as you go through the day you're just you're thinking well this is what this is a moment that I'm going to write about in my gratitude journal because I am so grateful for this moment and just uh, it, it keeps you focused on the positive things that are happening to you and then when you're taking those risks and you're you're uncomfortable and you're stepping out and and being willing to face your fears then that right right there you can say, wow, I'm going to acknowledge myself for this. This is a big one, you know. This is huge for mm-hmm. me, and I'm, I'm willing to do that right now in this moment, and I'm going to remember to write an acknowledgement for myself uh, for having done that. And it just keeps you, it just keeps you focused on looking for those ways that you're, you're growing, you're risking, you're taking those little baby steps or those, those risks, and you're also recognizing everything around you, so you're aware of your the things that you're grateful for. So to me, it's just one of the it's just one of the tools that personally um, empowers me for whatever step it is that I'm working on. Yeah, completely. Yeah, and I think that that's why writing five acknowledgments and five gratitudes a day are like. You know, it's like the the basic, you know, um, the the like if you're going back to basics sort of thing. It's like, okay, what am I what am I doing right now? Am I doing my gratitude? Am I doing my acknowledgement? No. Okay, then do that, and things will start to go better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll mm-hmm. definitely put you in the, in the present moment because that's where uh-huh. those things are happening. You know. Yes. So you're not mm-hmm. thinking about the past and you're not worrying about the future because that's for tomorrow's gratitudes and acknowledgments, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're at about three minutes left, ladies. It has gone by so quickly tonight. Um, is there anything that either one of you want to say before we get off the call? I think the other thing that... Gratitudes and acknowledgments are so powerful for me as you relate them to present moment is we're going to go in the direction that our attention is focused. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for instance, in skiing, one of the things I can remember being told, because I was like, how do I avoid the trees? And he said, don't look at the trees. You will ski where you are looking. Don't want to ski in the trees? Don't look at the trees. Look at the path. And gratitudes and acknowledgments, really help me focus on all of the things that are possible, all the help that is available, all the things that are going right, instead of getting caught up on all of the potential obstacles or even the things that haven't gone well. Instead of focusing on, wow, that was really horrid, it was like, okay, so what can I learn to move forward? And the gratitudes and acknowledgments really help me focus on the path and not the obstacles. Yeah. And I that's really cool. I love how you said that. Yep, ditto. That's what I'll say, ditto. <laughs> ditto. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the call with us tonight, Sylvia. We love having you on the call. You always bring an amazing energy and wisdom 
to the call, and we appreciate it so much. Well, thank you. It's a Absolutely. joy to be with you, too, and I always learn by being here and listening to you, both of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. So remember, everybody, we would love to hear from you and your thoughts about the present moment. What supports you in the present moment? Or what have we shared with you that you have tried and it has supported you or you have questions? Please let us know. You can contact us on our Facebook page or at our website, which is fearlessgenerations.org. And we would love, 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 love to hear from you. Uh, next week we will be wrapping up step six pres- uh, of present moment, and we will be having Trish March on the call, and we are super excited to um, to talk some more about present moment. So we hope that you come back, you listen again, and until then, be fearless, everybody. Be Good fearless. night.